0: it's that time again but it grab your balloons and invite your friends See, belts back on yeah strap them in look at me everybody i'm smiling big on a road right now that i can't predict tell me tone that down but i can't resist y'all know that sound better raise your fist the search begins i'm back so enjoy the trip huh? yo my brethren, them thank you for tuning into the grateful you already presents raw in a 30 minutes or less it's your boy drew Giving you the lowdown on the May 3rd, 2021 edition of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into all of that, you can find past episodes of the Grateful Yardy podcast on Spotify, on Anchor.fm, on Apple Podcasts on Overcast, on Podcast Attic, and wherever else you get your favorite podcast. You can also check out our Facebook page. That is Facebook.com slash The Grateful Yardy, and Grateful is spelled G-R, the number 8, F-U-L. Let me say it again, G-R, the number 8, F-U-L. And if you want to be a guest, you got something to plug, you have questions to ask, you want somebody to talk to during this crazy time known as COVID-19, can always hit me up with an email. That is Mr Drew Wrestling99 at gmail.com. Let me say it one more time. Fiuno, Mr Drew Wrestling99 at gmail.com. So let me get in on it. So we start the show. Adam Pierce, Sony Deville are in the back with MVP. Uh Adam Pearce is going to get ready to flip a coin to determine who is going to be Lashley's challenger later on tonight. The coin was, or before the coin was flipped, McIntyre and Strowman showed up. They yell at each other. Pearce regains control, flips the coin. Boom, your winner is Braun Strowman of the coin toss. Like, this is the NFL. And he faces Lashley later on in the main event tonight. And and last, not Lashley. Braun Strowman told MVP that this will be a preview. And then MVP said Strowman will not get close to the championship. And McIntyre says he'll be there to pick up the straps. MVP said, nah, Brethren, that nah, Guan. is going to be a hurt lock and loss of consciousness. Then we see AJ Styles and Amos after three-week absence. And their names not being mentioned after their championship win at WrestleMania Saturday for the Raw Tag Team Champions, they just remind us about what they did to the New Day at WrestleMania. Xavier Woods comes out, and Kofi Kingston just talks about their work ethic and how they became 11-time champion is because they got when they get knocked down, they get back up. He uh, Kofi also talks about his win. At WrestleMania, becoming the WWE champion a few years back, and that he came over to Rod to just celebrate and show the fans not like what Amos and AJ did, hiding for three weeks. And when we come back from paying some bills after the commercial, which is paying some bills and get that straight, are we going to match number one of the program, which is AJ Styles going up with Amos defending their. Raw Tag Team Championships against the aforementioned New Day, the 11-time champs going to try to make it 12. And the finish of this championship opening contest came when Amos hit running splashes to both men of the New Day in opposite corners. Then he lifted Kofi Kingston with a sky-high spine buster. Then Xavier Woods kicked Amos' knee, but Amos kicked Xavier Woods square in to the mouth f- to, to the mat. Styles tagged in, climbed up to Amos's top of Amos's shoulders, hit the phenomenal forearm onto Xavier Woods for the victory for AJ Styles and Amos to retain their tag team championships. Then Sonya Deville told Charlotte Flair in the back that she hears Charlotte Flair's concerns. Charlotte walked away before she got into an entanglement with Adam Pearce. Um, Adam Pierce berated Sonya DeVille telling her that she hovered she hoving her stepping her boundaries as they uh Sonya Deville then smirked at Adam Pierce as they cut to Lashley and MVP preparing to be interviewed by Caleb Braxton and they hyped the main event as they cut to commercial break. We come back from commercial break, folks, and there's a vignette for the returning Eva Marie. Kiss me back foot. Tell me uncle and me, auntie what the Ross is this? So yes, she is back in the WWE. She's back. Everything is red. She says she's always been in control of her life and she's uh, the part of that is giving back. She wants to be someone who others look up to. So she's back to where the journey started. This is a evolution. Corey Graves was predictably excited as Adnan Burke. As was Adnan Verk and Byron Saxon, look kind of perplexing. Look like, what the ross is this? Like what I did when I saw this vignette. Kayla Braxton is in the back with her, and she welcomes her guests, which are MVP and Lashley. And they talk about um, Strowman being on the side of luck, getting the coin toss. And MVP pretty much says getting in the ring with Lashley could be lucky or unlucky depending how uh, on your perspective. Lashley jumped in and said that he's the most ferocious warrior of freaking nature than any of his opponents. And Lashley pointed to the WWE Championship and said that they're going to have to pry it out of his Ross hands and it's not gonna happen. They showed the, I, the New Day icing their backs and then Elias and Riker were lying in weight with tomatoes like what happened to them the, last week. They threw it, but the tomatoes then hit Randy Orton and Riddle rolled by on his scooter saying hi to his RK bro tag partner, Randy Orton. Then we go into match number two of the program, which is Charlotte Flair going up against Dana Brooke with Mandy Rose in her corner. And the finish of this match came when Flair recovered in the corner, holding her gut as Dana Brooke set up for another handspring elbow. Instead, Flair catches her with a chop block in mid air, applies the figure eight, and got the the win by submission in about four minutes and 14 seconds. Uh she didn't let up the the hold, so Mandy Rose entered the ring and hit a big drop kick to the side of Flair. Then, then she hit a pump knee to Flair to send Flair to the outside. And then, Sonia Deville's music hit as she made her way to the ring with Flair laughing and they cut to commercial break then Sonya Deville and Flair are in the ring. And Sonya says she has the same powers as Adam Pierce. And she's willing to hear out what Flair's proposal is. Flair's proposal pretty much is that she needs to be added and make the match between Asuka and Rhea Ripley, a triple threat match because she didn't get her match at WrestleMania. Then all the comp, all the participants of this, Soon to be triple threat match come out. The big bra happens and Asuka's the one left standing. Then we continue on and we cut to another promo in the back with Kayla and she welcomes Humberto. Humberto says that Seamus is a tough guy and bullies everyone because he thinks he can. Humberto also continues on and says he doesn't he knows what it, it, it's like to be bullied, but he won't let Seamus bully him. So, in the kind words of a West Indian man or a Jamaican man would say, "Den can bully beef, but them can bully me." Humberto says he's gonna cha- gonna challenge Seamus, but sh- out of nowhere, Kayla suddenly yells and ran as Seamus attacked Humberto from behind and threw him into a bunch of empty equipment crates. Seamus says there'll always be next week to Humberto as Seamus left. With Humberto looking hungry. Then we had a bag of long talking by The Miz and Morrison. With Damian Priest interrupting. Saying that a big moat like The Miz would last 10 seconds. Which takes us into match number 3. Which is John Morrison with The Miz going up against Damian Priest. And the finish of this match came when Morrison used the distraction. To hit an Avalanche Spanish fly for only a two card. To uh, cheering our. our to a cheering of the Miz, who berated the ref. Morrison then set up for Sharship Pain, but Priest grabbed his foot for preventing the maneuver. The Miz distracted the ref as Morrison had Priest in an inside crater, which allowed Priest to kick out. Then Priest hit the Tonda clap. Then his finisher hit the lights for the victory in about 8 minutes and 50 seconds. Then we cut to the back and we see Mansoor signing a, contra- a rock contract. Seamus walks in and says the open childish might not happen with Humberto. Seamus turned to Mansoor, who introduced himself. Seamus says he must be in the presence of greatness and said tonight is a big night for Mansoor. Seamus then says, let's make it better accept the open challenge to face him. Sheamus says, there's no better way for the WWE universe to get to know Mansoor than taking on one of the baddest boys right to the head. Signals a bro kick, Mansoor thinks Change quickly around here, he says. We go into match number four, which is the Lucha House Party, which is Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado going up against Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. And The conclusion of this match came when Shelton Benjamin whipped Dorado across, but Dorado hit a tornado. Did he? He sent Alexander over the top row, tagged in Metalik, then hit a springboard splash to Alexander on the ice side as Metalik hit. His top rope elbow for the one, two, three. So your winners are Lucha House Party in at the end of the match, or after the after the match. Alexander grabbed the mic and demanded that Benjamin look at him. Alexander said they went from champions in the Hurt Business to this shit, or this crap, or this bangarang foolishness. Then Alexander says, "No wonder they were kicked out of the Hurt Business." But he said that. Benjamin was the weakling and he was the one who kicked out Ben was the he was our Benjamin was the one that was kicked out of the hurt business let me get that straight Alexander continued on and said that he should have left he should have left him too so Lee he should have left Shelton he asked how many years does Shelton have doing this how many years does he have left and then Alexander says unlike Shelton he's in his prime then they ended their team and left the ring. Then Drew Gulak was in the back and he challenges Angel Garza to a match. So match number five of the program was Angel Garza going up against Drew Gulak. And the finish of this match came when Garza used the ropes to bounce off and escape, then hit a big clothesline and a pump drop kick to Gulak. Garza hit a big running boot, to Gulak's face in corner, and while Gulak was sitting, Garza then hit his wing clipper for the victory. So, the winner is Angel Garza. And then we're in the back again. R- Riddle's riding around putting E that cycle, and he's approached by the Viking Raiders. They talk about NFL draft, which beats SmackDown in the ratings. And Riddle says, Who did the. Viking Raiders cheer for the Vikings or the Raiders. And Eric, I think, said that he's a Cleveland Browns fan. Who really admits that? I think the Miz is the only one that does. And they continue on talking about this draft, which nobody really cares about unless you're a deep NFL fan. Then Orton shows up. Orton tells Riddle to shut the Ross up. And he does. And then they both walk away, leaving the segment, which nobody really cares about which takes us to match number six, which is RK bro going up against Elias and Jackson Riker, which seems like two heel teams going up against each other. But the finish of this tag team match came when Riker hit a slingshot suplex to Riddle for a two count, then applied the modified chin lock. He worked to prevent Riddle from making a tag, but Riddle rolled out of the suplex and hit a Ripcord final flash knee. Um, my 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 feed does froze at this particular point in time, but then when it returned, Riddle hit the floating bro for the one, two, three. They cut to the back again with Kayla Braxton, and she worked McIntyre, and then McIntyre talks about T-Bar calling him T-Bag. He says he has a lot of questions for them. They took off their stupid masks, but kept their stupid names and he said this meant that to be car um him carving Lashley and Strowman's forehead against the WWE championship Strowman approached and says he gets it that he feels that uh, Drew doesn't think he belongs here but he heard everything right after beating McIntyre last week and then says as he's walking out the new WWE champion and McIntyre says for now Bra needs to just leave. They glared at each other as Strowman walked away slowly. Then we go in on match number seven of the program, folks, which is Sheamus, which is the, he's the United States champion, but this is a non-title open challenge against the newcomer Mansoor. And the finish of this non-title open challenge came when Sheamus clubbed his leg from out from underneath him, causing him to crash in the mat. He hit the white noise. Set uh, Mansour up in the corner, sitting, and then hit, then set up for the Brokrick. Out of Norbert, Humberto used a big drop kick to Sheamus' face for the DDT. So, not the DDT, for the disqualification. So, your winner is Mansour by this or your winner is Seamus by disqualification. Seamus fought Humberto off re-entering the ring, then hitting Humberto with a bro kick as Humberto was chasing him. Seamus then gave a bro kick to Mansoor for good measure, then lifted his United States championship and held it high. Then we go to Alexis Playground. Oh god. And there's a close-up of Lily. Lily and Alexa Bliss says Lily. Is a big fan and really enjoys tonight's show. Uh, She said Lily loves to play hide and seek, but she always finds a particular in a particular position or in a particular place. Uh, Bliss continues on saying Lily got her hands dirty, and her favorite color is red. Alexa continues on saying wherever Lily goes, trouble seems to follow. She said that Lily has a to has or uh, she brought lily to her ear and told her that a certain someone may have caught beating or beat caught with their beady little eyes and that their dirty little secret she doesn't blame her for what's going to happen next she starts to sing a song about lily and it goes lily lily what do you make me do the world is going to go crazy at the sight of you we have so much fun together and we'll be friends forever but then what a scream this is a dream lily what did you make me do her words became more exasperating and sad towards the end but she just laughed to end the segment creepy then we go into match number eight of the program nia Jax and shayla Bazer, which are your women's tag team champions going up against naomi and lana in the finish of this championship tag match came when um Nia Jax pulled Naomi but Lana kicked her uh she rolled up Shayna Baszler but Reginald distracted the ref then Shayna applied the the rear naked choke but Lana rolled through it then Blazer applied it again for victory. Which takes us into match number 9 and your main event of the evening. Braun Strowman going up against the almighty WWE champion Bobby Lashley and the finish of the main event came when Lashley slipped out, tried for the hurt lock but Braun Strowman resisted and turned it into a sidewalk slam. Lashley rolled outside. Strowman went for the Strowman Express but Lashley stepped aside and Lashley went right into McIntyre. Strowman and McIntyre got into each other's faces. Strowman re-entered the ring, but McIntyre clamped on the apron. Strowman was distracted, and Lashley used it to hit the spear with a lot of light for the victory. With a lot of light for the victory. Uh, Immediately after the match, then Drew McIntyre hit a claymore on the Lashley, then one onto Strowman, and again with a lot of light. McIntyre's music hit as they announced Lashley vs McIntyre for next week's Monday Night Raw to end the April, or not April, the May 3rd edition of Monday Night Raw. So here's some quick final thoughts on the show as a whole, but there's little pieces that I want to get to. Decent episode, which at this point all you can say, hoping for Monday Night Raw. There wasn't a lot, but there it was a good show in terms of developing storylines And building and highlight newer characters like Humberto, Garza, and Mansoor. The women's women's division is still a little perplexing. Particularly the tag part of the division. But there is still time until the next pay-per-view to work things out. But what I really, really want to talk about here, people. Is the return of Eva Marie. So, WWE got rid of. Chelsea green, the iconics, uh, Mickey James Bo Dallas, um, Samoa Joe to bring back this woman because she had a Uber amount of heat five years ago. So you got rid of a bunch of talented, I just named out five out of the 10 that are uber talented individuals that could be in this spot in a more prevalent role on the show on Monday Night Raw. Then you got Naomi, which is one of the most talented women in the WWE, teaming with Lana, which Lana has worked hard this year. So there's a bunch of people that should be getting spots, but you bring back even Marie. This is such a John Laurinaitis move, folks, and it, it just irritates my bones. This woman, when she was here, seemed disinterested, seemed like she didn't have the passion or the love for the business, and Within like five years, I have not seen her wrestle it or try to go into another company. She was working on hair care, she was doing podcasting, all these other things. There was nothing related to professional wrestling. And then all of a sudden, she gets a big piece of vignette on the premier show in the industry. It's a multiple failure after releasing Chelsea Green, The Iconics, and Mickey James. Bad, 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 bad booking on the world of the WWE. And also, with the Hurt Business, they shouldn't have broke it up. But, again, it was what my fear was. And it's coming to fruition that the Hurt Business nobody cares about anymore. And I just, it just looks like Lashley might be going off by himself without um, MVP in the, in the near future. With the Alexa Bliss stuff, I really think if you really want to look at it, this might be setting up for... Riddle to turn on Randy Orton and reignite the feud between Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton. But I digress. But people, thank you for listening. And the next time you hear your boy Drew talk the things about professional wrestling know, this thing is sometimes hard to defend, will be Wednesday Night Dynamite. So let me get the show right. It's The Grateful Yardy presents Wednesday Night Dynamite in a 30 minutes or less. That is brought to you by your boys over at All Elite Wrestling. And it is, this week's episode will be the blood and guts match between MJF's team of the pinnacle going up against Chris Jericho's team. The inner circle. Whoa. Big, big things. That's Also, you can find your boy on Twitter at wrestling 99 On Instagram at Drew underscore Wrestling 99. And like I said before, I will be doing podcasts, stepping away from the world of professional wrestling in the month of June. Because the month of June is very important to me. So I will be talking about relationships and I will be talking about fatherhood. I'm not an expert on these things, but they will be available on the Grateful Yardy page on Spotify, on Apple Play, or Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, etc. etc. And it will a video portion of the show will be available up on IGTV, which it will be on my IG page at Drew underscore wrestling99, on our Facebook page at Grateful Yardy, which is spelled G-R, the number 8-F-U-L. Again, once again, my brethren, thank you for listening. Love you. And until next time, be inspired, be excited, and always remain grateful. Peace.